0: So welcome, everyone, to the Tearsheet Deep Dive podcast. This is where we go deeper, kind of a behind-the-scenes view into some of the, our recent content that we publish on the site. Today, we have Sarah Stubb talking about a recent article she published on push payments. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Um, so what are push payments? And maybe set the stage for us in understanding kind of why they're important right now in this stage of fintech.
1: Okay. So basically, push payments are using the credit card system in reverse. So usually with a credit card, someone's at a, at a store or they order something online and they give the credit card information or the card is swiped to, to the merchant and then the merchant sort of pulls money off of the card or pulls money through the card. So push payments, it works in reverse and the person who wants to make a purchase or pay their friend actually approves the sending of money to the details of the person that's receiving it. So it's sort of the, the credit card rails, as it were, working in reverse. And the reason this is this is important is because this is a system that is uh, behind many of the that sort of the infrastructure behind a lot of fintech apps and a lot of payment apps like Square, PayPal, Venmo. They depend. They're built on um, these these push payment systems. That's what allows the money to be sent, um, you know, instantaneously. And the, the user is in charge of you know, who they're sending the money to.
0: Interesting. So um, it sounds like given the fact that these are on credit card or debit card rails, um, that the credit card companies uh, play a big role in this. Who, who are the major players in this market?
1: Yeah, for sure. They play a big role in it. The, the big, the big credit card players are are the players in the market. Um, Visa, MasterCard, companies like that. Um, I actually spoke with someone at, at Visa and a MasterCard as well. And this has become a big part of their business. Um, one of the senior vice presidents at MasterCard, Sherry Krikorian, she told me, you know, it's a simple idea with extraordinary impact. And I thought that was, you know, sort of very telling of the situation. Um, you know, she, Visa and MasterCard are basically, basically um, driving it, which is kind of interesting because a lot of fintech or a lot of attitudes about fintech are sort of new players coming up, going around the big guys, the established guys. But in this case, we have the established credit card companies are very much the basis of this, although they are partnering with um, with many other players to come up with interesting new solutions, at least from the user standpoint.
0: And I guess, what's in it for them? Like, you know, if they're if they're so used to pulling money off a card um, and processing it that way, why why go in reverse? What's in it for them?
1: Well, I guess if they tap into this sort of new ecosystem of of um, of you know peer-to-peer money sending loans, it it gives them another it just gives them another opportunity to be involved in the financial system like they also have a hand in this now. Um, and and you know both MasterCard and Visa have opened up departments dedicated to push payments. There's MasterCard Send and Visa direct. So they're really um they're really concentrating on this now. And they've they've been able to be involved, um, for example, in the field of corporate payouts. When insurance companies, you know, someone had a fire in their house and they need their money from their insurance company, that can now come via push payment systems. American Family, one of the big insurance providers in America, has started offering instantaneous cash payouts uh, powered by Visa Direct. So, so it's, a, it's a way for Visa to get involved in, you know, an industry that they may not have really had a role in before of, of giving out um, money like that. And the same for sort of government payouts tax refunds are sometimes done this way and we're seeing some of the emergency programs coming out um, for the coronavirus like loans and grants to small businesses from the government Um, recently a few a few fintech companies you know relying on push payments were were approved to to give those out so yeah it's making the credit card companies maybe more relevant or or um, you know having a role in industries where they maybe weren't so important before
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds like um, the card companies are positioning themselves to touch money movement, no matter what direction it moves in um, or where it goes.
1: Right, right. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, that's our goal.
0: So what are they doing to expand the market? You mentioned they have their own divisions. Um, Are they incentivizing the market, I guess, to build these applications into this technology into their applications?
1: Right. Yeah. So they have these special divisions, which um, are often partnering with with startups and other established companies to come up with um, new products or things that look like new products. Like, for example, you know, Uber partners with the credit card companies, and this allows the drivers to be able to get paid, I think, up to five times a day. Pretty much, you know, every after they have driven a few a few rides for passengers, they can then just just. um, receive the money money right away they don't have to wait till the end of the day or the end of the week or the end of the month so that's you know one example of of partnership with with startup companies and then also um, more established companies like moneygram and western union which you know are the giants known for for money transfers across borders and and also you know domestically they're also working they're also working with um Visa Direct and I believe also a bit with MasterCard to to launch similar services so that you know a customer can go to them, but they're they're able to sort of push the money right u- using their platform onto the debit card or into the bank account of you know basically anyone anywhere in the world.
0: So so you just gave us a few examples and you, you alluded to um sort of fintech's role in this in this growing ecosystem of of push payments. Um I guess can you give us a little bit more flavor of, of what how fintechs are incorporating at least strategically this idea of being able to push money out towards um towards their constituency like how are fintechs what what role do they play in this ecosystem
1: So I think fin, I think fintechs are are sort of the ones who are thinking more maybe about the user experience and what customers and users want and how they want to be able to to um send and receive money and sort of the push payment platform is something that's in the background that maybe the fintech isn't necessarily going to um, going to 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 talk about or it maybe wouldn't seem obvious that that's what they're doing um from what their platform looks like does that does that make sense
0: that does and maybe give us uh, a, and i think a couple yeah, more examples I think an ex-
1: yeah yeah and an, an interesting example of that is um you know, there's there's a a technology that's come up that's called request to pay. And basically someone can send an email or text message asking their friend or their client, you know, to you know, you owe me two hundred dollars for this service or you owe me, you know, fifty dollars from dinner last night, whatever it is, and they can just send a, a mobile message like that and then the person can just click to um to, to send the money. So it's you know, that's something that, that's very, that's very convenient, very tech savvy looking. Um, but at the end of the day, it's sort of Visa and MasterCard and their payment rails that are that are behind that. So sort of Fintech companies are building building out new apps and new technology, to take advantage of the system or to to use that system. So they don't have to worry about, you know, actually building the rails that the money is traveling on. That's already there. But they're building sort of the the user interface for making that very easy and very convenient and secure to use.
0: Got it. That that makes a lot of sense. Um one thing Sarah, you mentioned sort of the coronavirus and what's happening now. Um it sounds like a you know fintech is is positioning itself to be able to help distribute the trillions of dollars that's coming out from government um assistance do you think this is time for um push payments to shine i mean this is is this is this fintech's way in to like kind of compete against the incumbents
1: yeah it is interesting um because i think this is you know I think that this is the first time that the government um, is working with, with companies like PayPal and other FinTechs to, to help distribute, to help distribute um, payouts and in, in other money. So it's sort of putting them in the same category or the same line as, you know, the big banks. Um, so that's, that's interesting. Another, another related point to, to the coronavirus and fintech is I was just looking over a survey from a company called Lydico, which is based in New York as well as Israel, and um, sort of a company with a platform to verify identity, enable e-signatures, things like that. It's used by a lot of people that make car loans and and similar things. And they took a survey and they found that 49% of the people they surveyed would not take a bank loan right now if it required them to actually enter a bank out of fears of of being exposed to the coronavirus. And they also found that 63% of people say that they're now more inclined to try a new app or digital banking app or or a new website in order to to deal with with financial matters. So I think that speaks to the fact that, um, yeah, there may be a growing role or a growing awareness of different ways including push payments to to send and to deal with money Um, so it could be a moment for for the industry to get more attention but on the other hand how well the industry will or won't do i think is still a question because um maybe we haven't felt all of the effects yet but with such um massive disruptions to the economy a lot of people being unemployed you know i imagine that this probably will if it hasn't yet hit consumer spending and so people, you know, business may slow down or business probably, you know, obviously has slowed down in many ways. So, you know, even though there may be more awareness, um, you know, I think we're still going to see for a while a slump in spending so that, you know, on the on the negative side could also have an impact on on some of these companies.
0: Oh, I agree with that. Um- I guess before we move on, I just want to ask another, I guess, follow up question to that. So what's in it for the fintechs right now as are positioning for government funds? I know know they get, um, there's a processing fee, so there's revenue associated with distributing these funds. Is this a way for them to, you know, to say, hey, listen, you know, you don't have to go into a bank, you don't even have to call your bank. Um, We have a digital solution, it works faster, better, start using us now for this distribution. Are they thinking ahead saying like, you know, if somebody now uses the Squares Cash app, to get these funds, they're now going to become like, like we're going to hook them and to become users. Right.
1: right. I think so. I'm sure that that's probably part of their, their thinking process in this. And just, you, you know, with, with programs like this, making such major headlines, at least in the U S in recent weeks, I think it probably is doing a lot to, um to, to raise awareness. You know, someone that's just looking at the news for what's going on with these government pay payouts, you know, sees company names like, PayPal and stuff, you know, in these, in these uh, articles as well. And, and, you know, that probably also just raises awareness. And then, yeah, I mean, I think there are statistics that once someone uses an app one or two times, you know, that's obviously the best way to try to draw them in for a longer term use of it. And especially if it's a situation where if we continue with this social distancing and you may not be able to see someone in, in person to, to give them to pay them money or to or to give them a gift of money or, you know, things like that, you know, this could become more useful or like, you know, people may avoid wanting to go into banks in person. So if they can do it this way, um, you know, it may, it may be the only choice they have, actually.
0: Got it. Um, last question for you. And this is going to be an easy one. Um, and I say that with quotes, but who wins in all this? Like, wh- where does the market go? Like, is this is this a rising tide that floats all boats? Um, are there clear winners here?
1: Um, I think it's, I think it's fair to say that it's a rising tide that floats all boats, as, as you said, because, you know, obviously it's giving the established credit card companies, you know, even even maybe more power, more influence. But at the same time, these smaller or newer startup companies, because of this system, they can build a lot of creative products and services that you know could end up with with many with many users. And then, if you think about it from the consumer side, you know some may argue, oh, it's you know square or whatever is better." But whether or not it's better or not, the fact that you know there are more choices out there um, is is probably good for the consumer. So I think it's sort of something that, you know, everybody can, um, can, can benefit from. And it's something that's definitely driving, driving creativity for how we do, how we deal with money and do finance.
0: I hear that. And I just, as you're saying that, I'm thinking like, wow, what an amazing thing that credit card companies have built around themselves. Like, you know, billions of cards out in circulation, mer- you know, hundreds of millions of merchants and and now they're building all these these push payment um, points into into consumers. They're getting access to their bank accounts or to the endpoint. Like, it's amazing what they've built. These wow, just incredible.
1: Yeah, no it is, it is interesting. Um, I mean, one thing that maybe we should mention out of fairness is there is, especially especially in Europe, and I think it was in the UK where they did a study, there are growing concerns about fraud. Mm. Because usually credit card companies, credit card, you know, using a credit card in a traditional way I think has been viewed for a long time as, well I guess it depends, but in a way has been viewed for a long time as a rather secure way because when there is fraud, if someone steals your credit card number or your card or, or something like this, the credit card companies by law um, are supposed to reimburse the um, the owner of the card you know obviously if it really was fraud but there are not really regulations like that in place yet for push payments and the thing with push payments is the person paying the money is actually signing off when they hit pay and saying yes please send the money so but what happens is sometimes there are these scams where someone gets a text message. Um, You know, some of them are quite complex and creative, but they get a text message saying, you know, from someone asking them for money that looks like something they may ask, they may actually owe money for. Like someone may impersonate a business that the person has been to recently or may impersonate an insurance company or something asking for a payment. And then the person sends it. And then later they find out that, you know, this wasn't really their insurance company or someone they worked with, but it's pretty hard for that person to then say, you know, that this was an accident or that someone stole their information because they were the ones that actually approved the payment. So that's something that continues to be a challenge. And hopefully we'll see some, uh, you know, better solutions come up for that, both on the tech end and on the legal end.
0: Sarah's as always, um, great talking to you. Stay safe and healthy out there.
1: Okay. You too. Thank you.